Attorney Aaron Hopkins has been in practice for over 24 years. From his downtown West Frankfort private practice, he serves Southern Illinois and beyond. Aaron Hopkins offers a general practice, family law, criminal defense, DUI reinstatement, and other law matters you may have. AaronHopkinsLaw.com. Illinois State Representative David Freese. Good morning, David. How are you? I am well. Good morning. First impressions from the governor's budget address last Wednesday, David? Uh, less than impressed. Uh, plain and simple. Um, we've uh, increased our spending yet again. We're up to $52.7 billion. Uh, we need to stop spending money we don't have, plain and simple. You know, just kind of as a broad look, more and more and more, I mean, a 13% increase in six years, something like that. Uh, I mean, that, that hunger for more, it, I mean, it's not just on the state level. It's federal. They want more. They want more. It, it, it is, and to to get more, they've got to tax more. And this is what people don't understand: is uh, the government doesn't make money; they take money. Uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh, uh, I thought brilliantly said, they take it at the point of a gun because don't pay your taxes, and, and an armed IRS agent is going to show up at your door. Um, yeah, and, and it's they're, what they're advocating for is, is in my my opinion, is, is nothing uh, that's going to substantially help uh, our citizens. Uh, they are little pet projects here and there that they want to, uh, in essence, I don't know, borderline bribery for, for some of their constituents and, and uh, local leaders. It's maddening. Now, you put out a press release that I thought was very interesting. Um, because I had uh, taken notes from it uh, because it was a rundown of Republican priorities. Uh, no new taxes, tackling the state's pension uh, debt, fixing state to agency mismanagement and dysfunction, meeting prior fiscal responsibilities, ethics reform, uh, funding education, prioritizing state services for Illinois. Now, you know, this properly funding education, when I read that line, I have a tendency to kind of say, oh, he's talking about property taxes. <laughs> um, and this is the hard part about uh, government as a whole. Yes, we're talking about property taxes. Property taxes are out of control. Everybody knows that. Everybody agrees to that. Um, I was having some conversations with some people that live, say, further up north than we, where we reside. And what, what they pay in property taxes would give somebody in Randolph County an absolute coronary um, there's got to be a better way to to fund our school system. Uh, and if you are in a poor neighborhood, your property taxes are low, so you don't have the funding necessary to fund your schools. So more revenue from other, however they raise it, it's got to be put into that that school system. Uh, my wife and I, we lived in the uh, Chicago area in she taught in a very affluent area, uh, and, and what those kids received from education, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, extracurricular activities, they had a they had a chorus and orchestra at at this school, um, and then you've got other schools in poor neighborhoods that can't get new books. Right. So there, there's got to be a balance there. Um, yeah, well, one one's got a pool and one's got a cesspit. You know, I yeah, yeah I, I get that, and I've heard that, that before. <laughs> you know, uh, there was a lot of anticipation, and I'm wondering if people have gotten back to you in your district. There was uh, some expectation that uh, the LGDF, uh, the local government distributive fund uh, taxes, would you know 
get a little closer back to 10. Uh, I haven't heard anything uh, from my local leaders on that, but here's what I did hear from them is the governor wiping out the 1% sales tax on food, which initially sounds like a great idea. Okay, it's 1%. Uh, it would help the poor people when they go to purchase food. But here's what, what they don't tell you is that the, the local cities, the, you know, I'm in Redbud, you know, small town, we've got a grocery store, um, and, and other smaller towns do too. Uh, they, they factor that into their, that budget. Now, during COVID, when, they, when the government said, okay, we're going to waive the sales tax on food, the, the state backfilled that, okay? Um, if that money goes away, then the, the local municipalities, they're going to either have to do with less or they're going to have to implement their own sales tax or they're going to have to, you know, get it from somewhere. Because if, if you're in southern Illinois, these small towns are not – flush with cash. So if, if, if they are dependent upon that 1% sales tax, or at least factor that into the budget, it's got to be replaced somehow, some way. You know, it's interesting because uh, during, uh, I think it was the second week of session, David sent me some screenshots of just all the things that had been in this session canceled, committee meeting after committee meeting. Uh, it's literally outside of the governor's uh, budget address. Uh, you know, I'm sure there have been a lot of laws proposed. But nothing's being done, you know, and, and a lot of people say, well, that's because it's election year. Well, that's the antithesis of what I think you would do on election year if you want to keep your job is do something. But they're afraid that anything they'll do will turn people off. Well, if you're that worried about that, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it in the first place, because the idea is you do what the voters want. Amen. I, I could not agree with you more. And then, you know, we've had this conversation um, I have a day job. A lot of us up there do. We have other things other than working as a state rep. And we, we go to Springfield to, to punch in, uh, go to dinner, and then we had committee meetings that were scheduled. I think I was in one last week. But as a whole, uh, I would be I would say it's got to be 80, 90% of the committee hearings are, are, are being canceled because they do not want to do – anything of any substance that would put them at odds, uh, especially if they've got somebody challenging them in the primary. You know, yeah. um, and my thought is, look, okay, you know this, then, then just cancel it. Why, why, why take us to Springfield? Why have us go to Springfield to sit around and do nothing? Okay, before I let you go, I said there were a lot of proposed laws. Have you proposed anything that we should be looking for in the coming session? Uh, well, I did, actually. It's uh, recently, it was uh, 4531. Uh, it's uh, 4537, uh, Protect Women's Spaces Act. Um, you know, we, we've been, again, this transgender thing has just exploded. Uh, and, and the father of a daughter, I don't want biological men in my daughter's space. Uh, and, and this this is, it can be a school locker room. It can be the YMCA. You know, if, if people forget how locker rooms are developed or designed. You got a row of lockers on each side. You got a, you got a bench down the middle that people sit on to change your clothes. And, and some biological male can come parading out of the shower butt naked uh, and expose himself to any female. Uh, and that, if you're talking about a why, that female could be, you know, 13, 14 years old. Uh, we, we, we need to put a stop to this insanity. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was reading a story last week, a college uh, women's team forfeited their game because they couldn't have any more injured players as they entered the playoff after a a transgender player on the opposing team, six foot four, you know, two hundred twenty pounds, uh, injured three of their players. 
um, during the game and says we'll have to forfeit because uh, our bench isn't that deep it's happening but you may not hear everything about it that involves this subject before i let you go there was one piece of legislation there's been quite a few that kind of caught my attention single family home uh, zoning and some stuff like that but the one that i did see that if you are a parent in illinois and you say uh you know refuse gender affirming care for your minor child you can be charged with child abuse yeah it's just taking this uh, transgender insanity to a whole new level. Um, and, and I haven't delved into the science and research on this, but my understanding from just listening to, to some of the, if you want to call them experts in this area, uh, it, it, what you're talking about, gender-affirming care, okay, that, that means if you're a boy and you think you're a go, go, girl, well, that, okay, you're going to castrate your teenage son, uh, it, that's a, obviously a life-changing operation, uh, and, and if you don't do that, now the, now DCFS in the state uh, is going to come in and take your child. Again, just absolute insanity. You know, what that represents is a bigger picture, I think, is important. Uh, whose child and parental rights, uh, it really doesn't matter the issue really so much. It does, but, I mean, there's a lot of other issues that go under that. But a state saying we can take your child away from you um, over some of these issues. Now, uh, physical abuse and injury, all right, we understand that. It's a criminal act. Um, but uh, the whole idea that the governor can approve, uh, the government can approve or disapprove of what you do with your child in some other areas I find disturbing. Uh, the prospects for the future in particular, David. Yeah, because here's what's going to happen next is because they're, uh, I think there's a large contingency, uh, they're, they're anti-God. So now, are you going to be considered abusing your child if you take your kid to church, if you make your kid go to Sunday school or Bible study? I mean, where does this end? <laughs> well, until you said that, I, I, I hadn't been nearly so creative as you, and now that caught my attention. Illinois State Representative David Freeze. Dave, thanks so much for your time, sir. Appreciate you having me. Thank you.